Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, February 10th, and it's seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So much to get to, so little time. It's going to be a banger of a show, so strap in. Yeah, Casey, you know, we've got just a lot of things to touch on today. We've got, uh, you've got the state of Indiana saying, hey, illegal immigrant driver's licenses, we'll fast track that bed boy. That's a top priority, but hey, your property taxes, yeah, we'll We'll let you know about that one in April. Uh, we got that. We've got immense dishonesty from the public education system. Oh, you want to talk about that? Well, I mean, we'll get to that eventually. Okay. I mean, just a lot to get to today. We got a lot of, you know, I don't want to call it a victory lap, but, the, 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 you know, when the things we tell people are happening and then they happen and then mm-hmm. we get a chance to, you know, kind of talk about that and really just talk about how terrible and awful government at all levels in this state is and how you're getting completely screwed and, uh, misled and let down and I mean just a lot to get to but first the state and the local governments here there you know they're bad enough and we'll have plenty of time to, to talk about that but um, let, let's start with the, our friends over at the federal government because uh, new level of uh, dishonesty from them as well. Okay so re- Republicans were rehashing grievances against the FBI this happened during the first hearing yesterday of the select house subcommittee they're looking into the federal government's weaponization of course Democrats saying the panel is just a political stunt. The House Judiciary Committee chairman is Jim Jordan from Ohio. He created the subcommittee. He chairs it. He said in the opening remarks that the FBI agents have approached lawmakers to talk about the political nature at the Justice Department. And he also said that dozens of whistleblowers have spoken to the committee about how the Justice Department is now operating and operated in such a political fashion and manner. So basically, the, the that is the fancy way of saying the federal government, nameless, faceless bureaucrats inside the federal government. Look, I expect the named politicians to screw me over. I expect Chuck Schumer and Dick Durbin and Nancy Pelosi. And look, I expect those people who hate my guts. I know the fact that I'm breathing air and that the many people who listen to us every day are breathing air bother those bothers those people and they are going to work against us. I totally expect that. Mm-hmm. But what I don't expect is nameless, faceless bureaucrats who work behind the scenes and are not in, not out in public and I can't vote for or against. I don't expect them to be mm-hmm. spending their time with my tax money openly working to try to manipulate elections, to try to influence the outcome of such and said elections, and to basically work against me because of my political beliefs. But Yesterday, over and over and over again, we saw in this country that there are really uh, two forms of uh, government and there are two forms of justice and there is a government and justice for people like us. And then there is a government and justice for people like, oh, I don't know, say the Biden family and um, Chuck Grassley. You may know him. He's 137 years old. Uh, He has been uh, in the uh, United States Senate since Hoover was president. Uh, But in a random 
act of clarity and understandability. Uh, Grassley was a part of this hearing yesterday, even though it was in the House. He is a senator. And he said there is very clear evidence that Hunter and Joe Biden are criminals and the FBI is infected. Other whistleblower disclosures to my office make clear that the FBI has within its uh, possession very significant, impactful, and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter and James Biden. These disclosures also allege that Joe Biden was aware of Hunter Biden's business arrangements and may have been involved in some of them. We still aren't sure what's been done with this information. The FBI's track record doesn't create much faith that the information is going to be followed up on. It's clear to me that the Justice Department and the FBI are suffering from a political infection that, if it's not defeated, will cause the American people no longer to trust these storied institutions. It will also threaten the American way of life. Unfortunately, what you've heard from me, this story of government abuse and political treachery is scarier than fiction. It really happened. Okay, so Chuck Grassley from Iowa. He's so cute. You just want to put him in your pocket. He's actually 89 years old. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Did I exaggerate? And he, he just had hip surgery. Oh. So it's amazing that he's actually sitting on this panel talking. Oh, okay, re- real quick, though, because, yes, I may have slightly exaggerated. I don't know what three-digit number I came up with. But, mm-hmm. Casey, he's 89, and he was just reelected. Mm-hmm. So he will almost be the number that I came up with by the time <laughs> this term is done. He's going to be close. But uh, Jim Jordan had pointed to the Twitter files saying that they showed that big tech and big government are colluding to keep information from we the people. So we now have a government that is targeting the very people it is supposed to serve. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Kevin, I'm going to go a little bit out of order here. This is still in the first segment. I want to play this uh, Elise Stefanik uh, audio because she's a she's a U.S. rep, was a part mm-hmm. of this hearing, uh, Republican, and she said, as much like Grassley did right there, FBI uh, un. Unt- uh, Unupstanding, un, uh, that is a terrible word. That's not even the word. A lack of upstanding behavior. Boom, there you go. Okay. How about that for a Friday? A lack of upstanding behavior from the FBI, and in this case, FBI manipulation of the Hunter Biden laptop story totally swayed the outcome of the election. Of the people that were made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story, 53% would have changed their vote, including 61% of Democrats. This is the definition of election meddling, and it's the definition of election meddling by the FBI on behalf of Democrats paid for by the U.S. taxpayers. It's collusion, it's corruption, and it's unconstitutional. Okay, so uh, change the entire direction of the country. What would be different? Let's think about that. Would we have a secure border? How many lives would not have ended from fentanyl overdose? Would there be that large infrastructure bill that costs millions, creating more inflation? Millions? Billions. Would there be a conflict in Ukraine? Would gas prices be as high as they are? Would food prices be as high as they are? And would the lockdowns have lasted as long? All things to consider had that election been different. 
Uh, okay, so the thing about this hearing that was interesting is they went all over the place on the weaponization of the government against citizens. So obviously we just touched on the Hunter Biden FBI side of it, but they also went after Fauci. Mm-hmm. And uh, here is uh, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, also an incredible stereo salesman in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, and he says, <laughs> he's Ron Johnson, he had a business card and everything, Casey, mm-hmm. uh, used to hang out at the... Um, out at the, uh, uh, the 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 softball fields. Remember him and Jennifer Jason Lay. Yeah, I, I, I can't not hear Jackson Brown. <laughs> Or is it somebody's baby? Yes, Jackson, Jackson Brown. Brown. And that's the way your whole life should be, Casey. You should always be hearing Jackson Brown in the background. Anyway, different Ron Johnson. But uh, he says that there is clear evidence that mm-hmm. Fauci and his buddies attempted to take down scientists with different approaches to COVID and covered up whether there was involvement in gain-of-function research. Emails between Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins reveal how they intended to use their awesome government authority and power to accomplish a, quote, devastating published takedown, unquote, of scientists who offered a different approach to handling the pandemic. Have emails also revealed Fauci's attempt to hide his agency's role in funding dangerous research that might have led to the creation of the deadly coronavirus? We don't know because those agencies won't provide the unredacted documents. Federal health agencies have not been honest or transparent. I've written over 50 oversight letters, and the vast majority of the questions I have asked have either received an inadequate response or no response at all. I have requested information that the public has a right, has a right to know. Okay, so we're talking about more misuse of power by government officials. And Fauci currently charging over $100,000 for speaking engagements. And many people are asking, when will he be prosecuted? But the point is, the radical left has infiltrated basically every institution in the country. Of course, Democrats are saying that they reject the entire premise of the weaponization subcommittee itself. But Jim Jordan went on to say that the purpose of the hearing was pretty much to outline line the investigative plans in the months ahead and they're setting the stage for what could be weekly hearings so this is going to be sustained for a while hey speaking of dishonest brokers of the public trust casey mm-hmm. when we come back we finally got an update on the property tax plan mm-hmm. and boy it is uh they have somehow managed to even be more ridiculous than i ever could have imagined and that is really really saying something all right it's on tap with kendall and casey on 93 wibc Yeah, here's your up-tempo music. I requested that Kevin play all up-tempo music today because it's Friday. Uh, this is like... A little throwback to Rob's uh, producer days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. We used to, uh... We did used to play this quite a bit, didn't we? Yeah, I remember someone complaining about how often you played it as bump music. <laughs> and I was, there it is Rob again. was training me, and uh, I think I filled in for him once. And- oh, uh, somebody the other day, uh, I met with a listener that's been a friend for a long time, and they're like, 
Aren't you nearly as much fun as you used to be? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you got serious, huh? It's called maturing, okay? Yeah, you've gotten old. All right, well, we're going to put that song in the Kendall and Casey playlist, which is on Spotify. All you have to do is go to the search bar and look for Kendall Ampersand Casey, and yes. you can find all of this great music that Kevin selects right there for you to enjoy on your own time. Right now, we're talking about other stuff and what's trending this morning. The State of the Union address, we have the numbers. It was the second low lowest viewership in 30 years. 27.3 million people watched it, and that is down quite a bit. Normally, it's in at least the 30 to 40 million That's people. That's very surprising, Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Joe Biden being such a dynamic speaker, the country in such a very positive position. His vision has worked out so well so far for the majority of American families. I'm very surprised more people did not eagerly seek out viewing this spectacular television event. Now, yesterday was National Pizza Day. And Reader's Digest has compiled a list of the best pizza restaurant uh-huh. in every state in Indiana. The honor goes to Giacomo Upper oh. Crust Pizza in Indianapolis. Wow. I celebrated last night with a cardboard pizza from Costco. Uh, well, you strike me as a person who, while very wealthy, has obtained your wealth <laughs> over making smart shopping decisions. Mm-hmm. So that seems like the sort of thing you would do. Kev, uh, where, where, where is the uh, premier place for a uh, young hipster such as yourself? Well, I would put my vote in for uh, Mother Bear's Pizza down in Bloomington. Okay. That's a, they got a good pie down there. Yeah, that seemed like you, a, 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 a man of your uh, uh, musical talents, would choose a liberal mecca such as yeah. uh, Bloomington to uh, throw your business to. Well, you seem like a guy that likes a nice uh, Fazoli's pizza. Uh, Fazoli's does a very underrated pizza. Uh, it used to be, I don't know if you still can, they used to have a day where the pizza was a special and you could get a whole <laughs> pizza for a very reasonable price. You know who has a really, really, really made uh, has disappointed me on the pizza front over the past couple years, Casey, is the Domino's. Mm, wow. there, there was really? a point um, where you could get a large three-topping carryout at Domino's. Three mm-hmm. toppings, mind mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe at one point it was five ninety nine, but I certainly know for a long period of time it was at least six ninety nine. And now I believe it is just a one-topping uh, pizza, and the pizza Domino's. I'm on to you. It is a smaller pizza than it used to be. Uh, <laughs> is now six ninety-nine. So uh, Domino's, very disappointed in you. Step of your game. <laughs> it's serviceable, but it'll give you heartburn. Yeah. Finally, trending this morning, cursive writing. So a Republican senator, Gene Lysing, yes, that's correct, has filed legislation to make the uh, required curriculum for Hoosier students to learn cursive. Uh, okay, so this is gonna dovetail into the next thing we're going to do but I feel like on the regular we give we don't give Kurt Darling enough walk up time for the news so we'll we'll address this cursive bill and then when we come back we'll talk about the property taxes because okay. Jeff Thompson mm-hmm. uh, total career politician accomplisher of basically nothing during the 9,000 years he's been in Indiana government uh, said something that even for Jeff Thompson was ridiculous uh, yesterday but this it's a priority thing right Casey mm-hmm. again we talked about the illegal immigrants getting the driver's license mm-hmm. has cleared it out of a committee. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to become law, but in terms of where the Republicans are putting their priorities, illegal immigrants getting driver's licenses or cursive handwriting mm-hmm. is clearly far more important to Indiana Republicans than stuff to actually help you be able to afford to stay in your house. Look, these are their bills. They're not. This is not me saying it. This is the things they're pushing. And by the way, 
Why in 2023 would you need cursive handwriting? This is not 1779 in which people are <laughs> writing by quill pen. Mm-hmm. Most people are using a tablet or a computerized device of some sort or Casey, I have begun I have begun journaling. Mm-hmm. I am just fine at reading my handwriting, even though it is not in cursive. What a colossal waste of resources, time, and most importantly, priority. Okay, so the senator says we now have kids graduating from college that can't even read cursive writing. They don't have a signature, and uh, this has been proposed for the past 13 years. So... Maybe this is the year. But, 13, but, 13 years, Casey. Yeah, they've, they've been, been trying for, to make this a law. They've been at this for, this is what the, your Republican Party has been at for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Highest One of the highest t- gas taxes in the state, out of control property taxes. They're growing government by leaps and bounds. One of the largest socialized medicine programs in the entire country. Of course, they don't call, they call it that. They lie to you, even though it is Medicaid. They call it HIP 2.0 because they think you're too stupid to figure it out. This, These are their priorities. Well, we have the beef tender loin sandwich okay yes so we've got that but we'll get into property taxes coming up and kurt darling is up next with the news on 93 wibc good morning it is 9 33 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc i'd like to start off this segment with a letter that we got from dan he said i try to listen to your guys show usually from nine until ten when in the truck your subjects on taxes caught my attention when discussed If more people were informed about this, there would be quite a rocking of the boat on taxes, but they don't want us to know about it. Love your show. Keep it up from Dan. So, Dan, thank you for the letter. We're on until noon, by the way, so work on that. But (laughs) that leads us right into what's going on with property taxes. I love that so much. Thank you for taking the time to write us a very kind letter. Now, listen more. Listen more. Listen longer. You're missing stuff. But uh, there was, what, a 65-page bill? Yes. On property taxes. Yeah, so, uh, okay, let's just clarify a couple things here. Um, I don't like almost any of those people down at 200 West Washington. (laughs) And uh, I don't like them because they are dishonest brokers with the people of this state. Not because I disagree with them, but because they are intellectually dishonest and disingenuous with the people of this state. Reasonable people can have reasonable disagreements. But when you are not an honest broker with your constituents about what's happening and what you plan to do about it or not do about it, that is where the rage that I have for my government comes from. Mm -hmm. And in the case of property taxes, you are seeing it play out once again. And that is the key word with the Indiana Republican Party because they control the government in this state once again it's the same thing we saw play out last year with the gas tax which ultimately became some sort of tiny teeny rebate that was a fraction of the excess revenue that these people have collected that the republican party people always say why are you so mean to the republicans and why aren't you this mean to the democrats i know what the democrats are the democrats don't lie to me in their party platform or in their speeches or whatever and tell me they are better than. They are what they are. The Democrat Party is is a socialist party that wants to control and consume everything you do, say, think, breathe, and eat. I know that. So while I, I am disgusted by their views, I know what their views are and they are honest about those views. 
The Republican Party, on the other hand, lies to me and tells me they're different because they don't have the courage, unlike the Democrats, to actually look society in the face and tell the people what they are, which in the case of the Indiana Republican Party, they are the party of big taxes and they are the party of big government. And look, it's just like the Social Security and Medicare conversation. You can hate me for saying that, but the reality is the largest tax increase in state history belongs to Republicans. The largest budget in Indiana state history, time and time and time again, belongs to Republicans. And the largest growths of government overwhelmingly belong to Republicans. That's not my data. That's the real data that no one can refute because it's real data. So what am I supposed to do, Casey, as an intellectually honest person with the tens of thousands of people who listen to this show every day? Am I supposed to lie to you because I want to be liked by a bunch of dishonest brokers and go, hey, Republicans, good, Democrats, bad? Or am I supposed to tell you the truth about what's going on in hopes that someday enough people like that guy Mm -hmm. will want to do something about it that we will actually enact change and these disingenuous, dishonest, hypocritical brokers down the street from us will all be flushed out of that building. That is my ultimate goal here, Casey, is that almost every single one of those people, of the 150 lawmakers, the governor, and the majority of the people who hold statewide office will be flushed out. Okay, so they did have this plan, right? <laughs> Is, did we've, they? We've been talking about it for almost a year now, and they came out and said that in April, yeah. things will happen. So a year ago on this program, and again, I know some of you have heard this many times, but we're repeating because we always have new listeners coming in. A year ago on this show, Casey and I began reading real assessment increases from our listeners. We said, hey, please send us your assessment increases. And we were reading people that were, many people were $100,000. Many mm-hmm. people were 50. Many people were 75. Many people were 30. The point is, everybody knew a year ago, because of the way property taxes are administered in this state, that a, a large increase in assessment was going to result in a large increase in property taxes. That was a year ago, Casey. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't expect the Democrats to do anything about it because they are the party who says we are of big government. We are the party of big taxes. We are the party of radical leftist public education, which gobbles up more than 50% of most people's property taxes. I don't expect anything from them. But the Republicans tell me we are the party of low taxes. We are the party of limited government. We are the party of of holding public education accountable. So, of course, I am going to be outraged, as should every single person, when you are lied to time and time and time again by these people. So, look, I know many people have been very mad at me because I've had the audacity now for the past six weeks that they have been in session to ask on a daily basis. What's the plan? What's the plan on property taxes? And for some reason, that enrages certain members of the Indiana General Assembly to the point where they incessantly tag me in posts and name call me and insult me. Look, that don't bother me at all. I think we should know by now, don't threaten me with a good time. But the reality is, for certain members of the General Assembly, and look, there are many people who do the same name calling but behind closed doors, coming at me 
for having the audacity to ask the question of what are you, the party who professes to be of low taxes and limited government, going to do for elderly people, mm -hmm. people on fixed incomes, people who are struggling to get by, who are in some cases looking at between $600 and $1,000 of new taxes for no more government. That should be a giant red flag to every single person. Why is my elected representative spending time fighting and bad-mouthing the radio guy for having the audacity to say, what is the plan for which you are going to do about property taxes? Now, yesterday, we had talked about this bill Jeff Thompson had. Mm -hmm. He is the head of Ways and Means. For those of you who don't know how state government works, that means he controls the money. Mm -hmm. Ways and Means in Indiana controls the money. He had a couple weeks ago come out with a bill that would essentially have given you maybe a little bit more than $100 when all the math was baked in. It's a very complex formula of the probably three, four, five hundred dollars uh, that you were initially going to get back. And we came on this show and you if you doubt the power of this show, they all listen. They all know and they're all upset about what's going on. They aren't mad that they're doing it. They're mad that they're getting caught doing it. That is what bothers them. And so quickly, now within a couple of weeks, they come out with this gigantic amendment to this property tax bill that is 65 mm -hmm. pages, Casey. Mm -hmm. 65 pages. So for an entire year, they did nothing. But then we're led to believe within two weeks, they can come out with 65 pages mm -hmm. of amendments. Mm -hmm. This should be a one or two paragraph bill to solve this issue. One or two paragraphs should solve this issue because the reality is in property taxes, you never own your home and you are stolen from every single year for an asset you do not monetize. That is the only place in this country where we are taxed in that fashion. So they come out with a 65-page amendment bill. And, of course, the radical lunatic left public education. I'm sure the angry, mean-shirted, uh, angry, red-shirted, mean-spirited teachers are going to lose their minds over it. So I want to read you the quote from Jeff Thompson that he had on property tax after he, like, right after he submits the 65-page bill that only seven people in the world probably currently can read and understand. And this is from Ab Abdul's website is where I got this quote from. Quote, this is probably an end of April type of discussion going right at the end. Mm -hmm. And we kind of know that going into it. Casey, the session ends in April. Mm -hmm. And so what Jeff Thompson is telling you right there, this is what has played out. We did nothing for an entire year mm -hmm. when we knew it was happening. Mm -hmm. We submitted a crap bill that nobody liked when we presented it because it doesn't actually help people. Then we gummed it up by adding 65 pages worth of amendments to the bill that no one can understand. And now we're admitting to you, we're not going to actually do anything until the end of the session. So that way you don't have time to complain about the crap bill that doesn't help you that we come up with. You know what it reminds me of? The omnibus bill. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You know, that was just passed through really quickly in the middle of the night and 24 hours to read it. Seven plus hundred plus pages that nobody read right and, and here's the thing casey same thing going on here property taxes are due in may mm -hmm. so jeff thompson and the republicans are admitting here even though we had a year to help you kiss our ass you're not getting anything this year you'll be lucky mm -hmm. if we help you for next year right so look if you're a state rep and you want to hate me that's fine and you're a person who loves a specific state rep or senator or whatever, and you want to hate me because I have the audacity to ask what the plan is with property taxes, I don't care. I know the power of this radio show. 
I know the power of this radio station, and I am not stopping because being liked or respected by those people means absolutely zero to me. Standing up for our listeners, that is what is most important. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Casey on 93 WIBC at 948. You know, I don't I don't really feel like this is really my show anymore, even half my show. Why? Because of that song? Well, I made a very tempo? I made a very simple request at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. I think I provided a lot of factual basis for why that would be a good uh, content addition to our show. And uh, I don't ask for much around here, Casey. <laughs> and is. here I am, and it has not been uh, my request has not. It's been only the first hour, dude. Kevin, I think by now you know I'm a, <laughs> I'm a man wow. of few requests. I mean, look at how I dress. Look at the life I live. <laughs> if I put something out to you, hey, Kev, wouldn't it? be great if that is in my because you know kev i'm a very humble person and i'm a very cautious person and i'm a person who really hates to state claim or state my opinion to something for fear of ostracizing or offending or alienating others that if i were to put a very small request out that that is of high priority Mm -hmm. to me well you know that i always save the best for last So, I don't know. I don't know what you're complaining about. So seasons in the sun will appear sometime in the show. Good to know. Just just be patient, Rob Kendall. I'm sorry. Okay? What was what was what what are we discussing here? Let's talk about Matt Walsh. Oh, great. Can we do that? Yes, please. He was testifying before a Tennessee health committee, and he was asking uh, Democrats if they thought a 16 year old could meaningfully consent to having body parts removed, and the question was met with total silence. He was testifying in favor of HB 0001, which is a bill that seeks to prohibit doctors from performing experimental sex changes on minors under the age of 19. So Matt Walsh, of course, from the Daily Wire. Uh, I've met Matt Walsh. He's very tall in person mm-hmm. and has a gigantic beard. Mm-hmm. Um, he li- I think he lives in Tennessee because I think that's where the Daily Wire is based out of. Um, and he was testifying on this bill, as you said, seems like a pretty common sense bill that, uh, hey, you got to be 19 years old if you want to start chopping body parts off. And Mm -hmm. Democrats in Tennessee are very upset about this. And I thought the back and forth that Matt Walsh had with this uh, Tennessee Democrat, I think it was, it may have been a senator, but representative, doesn't matter. Anyway, it was, I thought he, uh, I thought he summed it up pretty well. Just curious, your definition of, of if you feel like people are adults at sixteen should well, people uh, are adults geez. at eighteen, uh, but actually their your your brain is not fully developed until you're twenty five. So we should be having a conversation about whether we should even be doing these surgeries to people at eighteen. But certainly before eighteen, it's it's absurd. I mean, do you, do you do you think that a sixteen year old can meaningfully consent to having their body parts removed? Do you? No? Mm-hmm. 
We do not. Yeah, we ask the questions. It's not. I love that. Don't you love that? We ask the questions mm-hmm. around here. We're the deciders. We're the high and mighty. You peasant just answer the questions as we uh, mm-hmm. throw them at you. So Utah has become the latest state to ban sex change surgery for children under 18. And there's a growing list of states that are joining this movement. Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Florida, Texas. So these are life-altering treatments and surgeries, right? And it's become pretty easy for children to undergo the process. And they're often very vulnerable and suffer from other health issues. Well, it's, it's, ins- it's insane, Casey, to think that a 16-year-old mm-hmm. or a 14-year-old or a 12-year-old, because Newsflash, it is happening to kids those ages, mm-hmm. can make choices on whether I want to go from being a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy. That is insane. But here's the thing, and we're going to have this conversation a little bit later on in the program about, we just talked about dishonest brokers down the street from us, mm-hmm. about dishonest brokers in the public education system who on a variety of topics through this diversity, equity, and inclusion mm-hmm. are manipulating little kids on how they have to think and how they have to feel and what feelings are okay and what feelings that they should stand and fight on. They, are, The public education system is attempting to strip parenting from the parents. They and- are attempting to take away your right to parent your kid and raise your kid as you see fit. There is an all-out war right now on the public education system and parents in this country and in this state. And that is why... People like us lose our minds when we see once again the Indiana Republican Party in their gigantic, colossal budget increase that will probably total $5 billion is talking about the overwhelming amount of that going to the public education system. The public education system is mortally flawed. It is riddled with radical left-wing psychopaths who are attempting to indoctrinate and destroy your kids, and the Republican Party here just sits there with their thumb up their backside because angry red-shirted teachers come scream at them at the state house, doing almost nothing about it. And that's what Sarah Huckabee Sanders was talking about in her uh, rebuttal to the State of the Union address. This is a choice between normal or crazy, and these surgeries, they're irreversible. They can leave a person... Infertile, And does a 16-year-old really know what choice they're making? I mean, when I was 16, I wanted to cut my hair really short. Big mistake. But guess what? My hair grew back. Your bottom, your top, whatever, it's not coming back. And many of these children years later are coming back and saying, oh, I made a mistake. Sorry. Too late. Too late. And and think about this. They're talking about... 19-year-olds in this Tennessee bill. Mm -hmm. You know what I did when I was 19? I got my ears pierced with giant half hoopties. Mm -hmm. You know why I did that? Because Bruce Springsteen had his ears pierced. You know what? I look back now and go, that was really stupid. Mm -hmm. But you know what? At least it was just little holes now in my ears that no one can see unless you look really close. I wasn't chopping off my genitalia. Right. Because you know what? You're going to notice that. So there is an article going around. It's one of the things that is trending this morning. And it's by Jamie Reed. And it's in the free press. And she actually worked at pediatric pediatric gender clinics. And she said, I thought I was saving trans kids. Now I'm blowing the whistle. It's really a disturbing read, but worth the time. It's on thefreepress.com. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh, yeah,